Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. Good evening, everyone. It's time for Ham Talk Live. It's episode number 226. The Collegiate CUSO Party and the changes for COVID-19 recorded live on Thursday, September the 10th, 2020. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by Tony Maluzzi, KD8RTT. And Andy Maluzzi, KK4LWR, and we will take your calls as we always do in just a few minutes. Last week was Joe Eisenberg's turn, K0NEB, to talk about some new CW kits. If you missed that show, you can listen anytime at hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app, or you can find us on YouTube or Saturdays. At 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, you can hear the rebroadcast each week on WTWW. That's 50.85 a.m. Again, that's Saturday afternoon. It's about 3.30 Eastern Time over on WTWW. Okay, so uh, get your questions ready to go. We're going to talk about some uh, collegiate um, club stuff and specifically the CUSO party and, and some changes that are coming uh, to this year's event because of the pandemic and uh, ways that you can uh, catch up with your alma mater. So we'll be back to talk about that with Andy and Tony right after this word from ICOM America right here on Ham Talk Live. Get out and be active with ICOM's new IC705 and its optional multi-function backpack. The IC705 is your perfect QRP companion as you have base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers in a portable package covering HF, 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. This compact rig weighs in at 1 kilogram or just over 2 pounds with RF direct sampling for most of the HF band and IC705. IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz and a large 4.3 inch color touch screen with live band scope and waterfall. 
It runs 5 watts with a BP272 battery, 10 watts with 13.8 volts DC. You have sideband, CW, AM, FM, as well as full D-Star functions. The touchscreen, micro USB connector, Bluetooth, wireless LAN, integrated GPS with antenna and GPS logger, the micro SD card slot, speaker mic comes standard and supports QRP operations. And the perfect accessory for your IC705 is the optional battery. Backpack LC192 with a special compartment for your IC705 and room for accessories for soda activations or just a day in the park. The IC705 has now received FCC certification and we expect product to be shipping to dealers by the end of September. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. Five out of four people have trouble with fractions. Now, here's Neil Rapp with more Ham Talk Live. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Thanks to ICOM America. For sponsoring tonight's show, as they always do, check them out at icomamerica.com slash amateur. And tonight, our guests are some familiar folks to the show. Andy Malusi, KK4LWR. He is the past president of the Gator Amateur Radio Club at the University of Florida in Gainesville and the current president of the Disney Emergency Amateur Radio Service. He is currently a systems engineer for Walt Disney Parks and Resorts in Florida. He is a key leader in the ARRL Collegiate Amateur Radio Initiative, or CARI as they like to call it, a group that's been formed to share and promote ideas to rejuvenate amateur radio clubs in colleges and universities in North America. Andy came into ham radio thanks to his brother, Tony, KD8RTT. Uh, Tony just went back to school and finished his master's in electrical engineering from Ohio University, where he was the amateur radio club president. And during undergrad, he was the president of the Rose Tech Amateur Radio Club, W9NAA at Rose Holman in Terre Haute, Indiana. Tony is a pilot and also a key leader in the ARRL Collegiate Amateur Radio Initiative. You can find him on the satellites or operating CW or portable on HF. So, guys, thanks for coming back on the show. Yeah, thanks again for having yeah, us, Neil. Always good to talk to you, and, and we've uh, had a chance to talk quite a bit. And Troy, W9KVR, says good evening to both of you, and good to hear you guys once again, so uh, COVID, you know, this is a real shocker here. You know, COVID actually messed up plans. I mean, right? Who would have thought? <laughs> I mean, you know, surely not. Yeah. So yeah, it's certainly, you're, you're uh, in your third year, and now you've got COVID to deal with. Yeah, uh, it's a curveball, but I think it's a curveball that we can actually use to make uh, the CUSA party even more accessible. Well, that's yeah, what we're uh, going to talk about. Yeah, we've, uh, ahead, we've kind of revamped. 
we we revamped the rules a little bit to kind of accommodate this and and encourage um, clubs, you know, no matter their situation to participate. So, you know, if you, if you looked at this in the past, um, again, the the QSA party is open to all hams. You don't have to be associated with a college, Um, but we've changed some of the entry categories a little bit on the collegiate side so that if a club is operating um, from their club shack, like they would typically, uh, that's fine. If your students are distributed um, across the country or the area, whatever, they can also participate separately. And we've also introduced an aggregate club score uh, that kind of ties those together. So really trying to c- kind of encourage people, no matter the situation, to get on the air, make contacts, and participate. Well, we'll address uh, all the changes here specifically in a little bit, but First, it is uh, the third year for this event. Refresh everybody's memory about uh, the Collegiate QSO party and, and who participates and how it's scored under, under normal circumstances. So this event is really open to everyone, um, although it tries to focus on new hams, specifically those in you know college and universities or technical schools, um, but it is open to anyone. Uh, and the idea is to celebrate either where you went to school, you know, connecting uh, with uh, the club at the school you might have attended or just sharing your you know, favorite college experiences, um, as well as giving those students uh, something immediate to start off their year. Um, you know, when Tony and I both uh, were you know, working with our clubs back in college and, at, you know, in grad school, one of the big challenges is, you know, getting people on the radio quickly and getting them engaged. Uh, I think once you get someone on the air, it's very easy uh, uh, to get them excited about the hobby, but you got to get them on the air. Uh, and this, you know, the timing of this event um, is really time to be that sort of, okay, school's back in session, or in some cases, school's going to start in the next week or so. Let's get everyone together at an activities fair and say, hey, this coming weekend, there is something that you can do. Yeah, that's always rule number one, getting youth into ham radio is get them on the air. Don't, don't start with the test. Um, that's, uh, that's always rule number one. Learned that one a long time ago. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, the plans for this year. You, you've already mentioned, uh, you know, an overview of some of those changes. So, um, let, let's dig into that a little bit and, and how things are going to be a little different this year. Yeah, sure. So like I said, uh, we've kind of reorganized the categories of entry, on the operating classes. So uh, like we said, anyone can participate. You don't have to be associated with a school, but we have some operating classes um, that are for alumni or uh, employee, faculty, or staff of a college, and then the college stations. And like I said, you, you've got kind of two classes, depending on how your club might be operating, whether you know the club can operate kind of as normal out of the shack, or people could take turns during the period from the club shack, or if people want to operate separately, they have their own home stations and they want their points account towards the club. Um, we have an aggregate way to do that also. So there's really all the different situations we try to cover in some way um, and just encourage operation and make it easy and, and not get too caught up in you know, a lot of the details that could make it difficult for people to figure out a way to get on the air. So what do people need to know uh, to to operate this thing if they're not involved with a college or, or maybe they're just an alumnus uh, and they're just getting on the air just just for fun through this, um, what do they need to know? 
So we've really gone for a simple exchange um, that to give you know new folks uh, a way not to feel overwhelmed. Um, you're going to exchange your call signs, of course, uh, your signal report, um, and then you're going to exchange the class that you are in the event. Uh, so you know if you're just wanting to get on the air, you might be in a, you might want to be an alumni, you know, representing you know the club you used to be part of, um, or you might want to you know identify yourself as just an individual, a non uh, you know affiliate sort of thing. Um, and then you would uh, pass along uh, a school identifier. So if you are, you know, um, like for me, uh, you know, I'll be involved, uh, you know, uh, probably as an alumni uh, member of the uh, Gator Amateur Radio Club. So I'd identify as an alumni class. And then I'd say my school affiliation is the University of Florida. Go Gators. Um, and, uh, you know, make sure to exchange uh you know, that with someone else and hopefully hear from them the same, you know, or a different, uh, you know, uh, category or class. And I, I like to think of it since it's a QSO party, it's not supposed to be super duper competitive. Um, you know, maybe there's more to the QSO exchange than that. I like, I love talking to schools. And when you get that chance saying, oh, tell me about your club or, you know, I've talked to a number of other Gators um, on the radio uh, doing stuff like this. So, you know, there might be a, you know, some talking about Kentucky or whatever, uh, and you know their football program. When I when I talk to another Gator and how the Gators are better, you know, and that sort of thing for a little bit. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say. Yeah, I was I was planning my next thing here. <laughs> this is usually the part of the program where Andy and I start trash talking um, Florida versus Kentucky football and. Yeah, I saw it in that's, your Facebook story little, today. It's a little, little, little tough. But, but did you notice? Did did you notice the the promotions for this show? We we used a, a picture of a you know college campus. Did you did you notice that picture? I did pick up on that picture. I did pick up on it. <laughs> it was I, the, I could have provided the, you the, the Willie T, as they call it at the University of Kentucky. That's the new the, well, I guess it's not real new now, but new to me. I'll Library. make sure that I, I'll provide you a wonderful picture of the uh, the UF uh, antenna farm that you can use for next year. There we go. Okay. All right. Not the O-Dome. No, no, no. Not the O'Connell. No. I'll, I'll okay. show you the, okay. the radio right. club. Yeah. Well, it's usually about time to, to, to be doing that, but, you know, COVID messed up everything, so. I know, I know, but hey, we got the QSO party to sort of keep that college spirit alive. There we go. So we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll just uh, fight it out on the airwaves on the score. So, um, how has the participation been? This is this is year three, and I know you know I was talking with you guys uh, when you were putting this thing together and and looking for. Um, some ways to keep it interesting and keep it going. How have things gone now that you're up to year three? So it, it's varied year to year. Um, and, you know, we've the other kind of thing we've been participating in and kind of leading are these monthly calls um, of with college clubs and that sort of thing. Just kind of keep interest, participation, discussion going in between. And, you know, is probably most people would expect college or collegiate radio 
you know, it goes up and down year to year and you can kind of sense some of these trends coming. So, um, you know, the first year was pretty good, pretty strong uh, number of entries. Um, last year, you know, it was a little bit quieter, didn't have as many, but this year we've seen a lot more participation from college clubs in general, um, despite the challenges. So I, I, I think, you know, it's looking good for this year to be a, probably the biggest year yet with, um, in terms of entries and kind of people knowing about it. So, you know, it's a constant thing we're trying to push, um, kind of understanding how it, it varies with college clubs and just doing the best we can to, you know, keep it moving along and get people uh, the support they need and events like this to, to get excited about. Now, I read something about some even remote operating possibilities on this. What what, what you got going there? So we decided uh, this year, you know, with COVID being in a shack might be difficult. Um, you know, at UF, uh, with social distancing, we could maybe fit two people in the shack there total. Um, and a lot of clubs are similar size or even smaller. Um, so we wanted to be, you know, cognizant of that and accommodating. Um, so this year, we're allowing remote operation uh, in a couple of different ways. You can do a actual remote station where your club members can log into your amateur radio shack if you have it set up as that um, and operate remotely from there. And we actually heard a great talk from Cal Poly on uh, our calls a couple of months ago, um, how they set up the summer a remote uh, shack so that their members, even with COVID, because some are, you know, stuck out of state, some are stuck in other cities, that they can participate and be active. So they have a really cool way that they can call in and get on the air. That's for this year, the first time that that's allowed um, as regular operation for the QSO party. And then the other one is actually sort of a distributed club. You know, as Tony uh, mentioned earlier with our classes, um, your club might say all of our individual members are going to get on the air. We're going to loan them HTs or we're going to loan them, uh, you know, HF rigs. And they might go to a park and throw a wire up in a tree sort of thing. Um, and they can all operate under their own call sign and count that credit towards their club. Um, which is sort of a distributed remote way that they can all participate as well. Um, so a couple of different ways that we've tried to be really accommodating and embrace uh, the challenges of COVID and hopefully allow that to get more students on the air and make it a lot more accessible. Um, you know, we aren't allowing, you know, college clubs to go like rent a big remote station and have, you know, a five element beam on 160 meters and down, you know, for, you know, the, the QSO party. You know, it's still got to be like their club station and that sort of thing. Um, but it does open it up uh, to where, you know, maybe they can't access their station after hours, but because they're remote, they can, you know, enjoy the party into the evening or, you know, stuff like that. So really trying to uh, connect everyone and try something different. So we'll see how this goes. This is going to be a really new and exciting uh, rule change this year. All right, so remind everybody of the dates on this and where they can find all the rules and information. Yep, so uh, it takes place Saturday, September 19th uh, at midnight UTC, basically, to Sunday, September 20th, um, to 11.59. Um, so that whole period, you can find all the detailed rules and everything, uh, log submissions at collegiateqsoparty.com. Okay, there and, you go. So and there coming will up also in nine be days. A, 
Yep, and there will also be a packet on there as well. Right now, we have everything listed on the website, but uh, we will have a packet that we'll post up there that will have all the content there, plus some sample, uh, you know, exchange scripts um, and all that sort of stuff that you can download because um, that might be easier if you're operating remotely or something like that. Yeah, and those scripts are always good for for getting uh, newbies on the air. Uh, that's uh, always a big help. So if you have a little script there to have the exchange in front of the operator, that's uh, that's always a good thing. All right, well, we're going to take a break, and uh, we'll come back and talk some more with Tony and Andy and take your calls and your questions right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. Jerry, what's up, man? I haven't seen you at Sunbucks in a while. I used to see you every morning getting coffee. What's up? Well, I can't afford Sunbucks five days a week anymore. I had to spend my money on PL259s. You know, those antenna projects I've been meaning to do. I had to do them before my HOA finds out I have antennas. That's too bad, Jerry. I miss seeing you and catching up over coffee. You should get your PL259s from Tower Electronics. They have great stuff. Jerry, you're back. Oh, QRM Heterodyne Frappuccino. That's a good choice. How's it going? Did you get all those antennas up before the HOA police showed up? Yeah, I got them all done. Thanks for telling me about Tower Electronics. Now I can have my coffee. I just saved a bunch of money on my PL259s by switching to Tower Electronics. Don't get caught without PL259s. Visit Tower Electronics online at pl-259.com or at a ham fest near you. Or give them a call at 920-435-2973. And be sure to pick up some power poles, adapters, and cables too. Join the conversation. Give us a call at 859-982-7373. Again, the number to call is 859-982-7373. Or, if you'd rather type than talk, tweet us at Ham Talk Live. Now, here's Neil Rapp with more Ham Talk Live. Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Tower Electronics is looking for HamFest, but there's just not any out there right now. So their schedule is empty, but their website is not. PL-259.com for all of your connector, adapter, and PL259 needs. Ham Talk Live is on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here at hamtalklive.com. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and it's time for your phone calls right now. So if you have a question for Andy and Tony, give us a call. Let me give you the phone number. It's 859-982-7373. 73 again 859 982 73 
Or you can tweet us. It's at HamTalkLive on Twitter. And if you're listening to us on WTWW or the podcast edition, you won't be able to reach us because uh, we're doing this live on Thursday night. So uh, we won't be able to take your calls. But uh, right now, if you're listening live, we can at 859 982-7373. So uh, the trash talking um, continued during the break with, with, with the, the Go Gators thing. So th- this may be the time. I, I haven't mentioned this yet on the show. You, if you noticed, if you're, if you're a longtime listener of the show and, and maybe a first-time caller, uh, but if you're a longtime listener of the show, you know we used to have a different phone number. We had 812-NET-HAM-1, which which we actually still have as a, a backup. But uh, the, the new phone number is, is 859-982-7373. And, and that was a little bit because I'm, I'm, I'm planning on moving to 859 soon. But also, Andy, do you know what 859 spells out on the telephone? I need to get my phone out and look at that, but something tells me it's not Gators. It's That's not Gators. Yeah, three five two is FLA. And then you know, and then you've got the three two one for three two one liftoff over there to the, to your east. But eight five nine is is the area code in central and northern Kentucky, and it spells U K Y. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> it's okay. So, we'll we'll get you a three five two number. You can uh, so, you know, support the yeah, that there way. We go. <laughs> <laughs> so call UKY nine eight two seventy three seventy three. We it seemed like the perfect night to bring that little tidbit out. So there we go. So give us a call if you have a question. Uh, you know, we're talking about the pandemic. We're talking about college clubs. How has this impacted the, uh, the college clubs? Have you heard from from various clubs? And you know, how has this messed up? I can tell you, it, it's it's brought my high school club to a grinding halt. I, I can tell you that. Um, what are you hearing from others? Yeah, I mean, as you'd expect, it, it's been a big adjustment. I think for a lot of clubs. Um, I'll say that I've been kind of surprised by how active clubs have tried or have been despite this and tried to be even over the summer. Um, you know, they're doing regular online, you know, zoom type meetings that's kind of expected, but they're they're trying to do some other events too. Um, if they can do a social distance fox hunt, uh, there has been talking about that or organizing, you know, maybe like a, a two meter contest local, um, that people don't get together and do. So they're, I think they're finding a way. Um, the remote shack project. I mean, this is a good excuse to get that set up and, and working. So, you know, it, it's it's a big challenge for some or for everyone, really. I know some will probably have a much harder time than others, but um, I think a lot of the clubs are, are really finding a way to to still be active, get things done. Although the situation's unique for everyone. You know, some schools they can't have anybody in the shack. Some they're limited to how many they can go in the shack. Um, they're, they're finding a way. From from what we from what we've heard. Okay, well, there's yeah, like you said, every situation is, is uh, its own case, and uh, 
we were in the middle of antenna repairs when <laughs> all of this hit. So we've uh, we've got some rebuilding to do. Well, um, we've got a few comments here on Spreaker. So uh, Troy W9KVR says we need to get Sean KX9X to get uh, his alma mater, uh, University of Illinois, on the air. And uh, I, I remember working with them at some point. Uh, let's see. Uh, John W4USF says, go Hoosiers. He's in Florida, but, but he was a member of the canine IU radio club back in the early seventies. And, um, there's a great tri band beam still in operation on the, uh, Memorial union, um, up at the top I've been up there many times. And, uh, it is going strong over there. So good to hear you, uh, John, in here tonight. And so we, we've got some uh, some Big Ten stuff going here with Illinois and Indiana, and we've got SEC with the Gators and and, and the Kentucky Wildcats. So eight five nine nine eight two seventy three seventy three. Yes. You know, activating Andy. your club is definitely something that this uh, QSO party is great for. We've actually gotten a couple of emails uh, from folks saying, hey, the club isn't currently active, but I know the trustee, I'm an alumni, I'm still involved with, you know, campus and all that. Can I activate the club? And uh, there will be a few clubs on the air uh, for the QSO party that uh, don't have active student clubs right now, but they're alumni that want to participate and use it as a way to sort of uh, encourage students to, uh, you know, get on the air and get active. So might not result in an active club this year, but it's definitely something that you know they can share their experience and you know share a little bit of the uh the promotion and all that of you know the college club and it's kind of fun to go back and activate your alma mater now troy's at glenn raymond middle school and he says that since his classroom is the shack he's got room to social distance so uh you may hear uh w9grs on the air so we can get some other schools involved as well. 859-982-7373 is the phone number if you'd like to call in and uh, chime in or uh, ask a question here. We have uh, Andy Maluzzi, KK4LWR, and Tony Maluzzi, KD8RTT with us tonight. Um, let's talk a little bit about Carrie while we're here, too. What What are some of the other collegiate ham radio events that... Uh, will be coming up here in the fall and in the winter. Well, I think uh, the the most recurring one um, and the one we'd love to see folks get involved with is our monthly calls. Uh, so the ARL has been really gracious and provided uh, the use of their GoToWebinar platform um, so that we can have our monthly calls. So we meet the second Tuesday of every month at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, 7 p.m. Central, and uh, we share topics or just discuss things as a group. So the last couple have focused a lot on COVID and uh, the Collegiate CUSO party, uh, but we had uh, Case talk about um, a really cool project where the civil engineers help plan out their optimal antenna locations for their field day site, given the structures in the area. We heard about Cal Poly and their... Um, what you call it, their uh, remote shack. We've heard a little bit about uh, HAMSI involvement from a few different schools. Uh, so a lot of really great content shared um, 
on those calls. And I, I think that that's probably the best way besides the Facebook group to regularly be involved. We're getting about 20 to 30 folks uh, from all over the nation uh, and even, you know, uh, Canada uh, joining in. So it's a really cool way to, uh, you know, to sort of network with the different schools and sort of hear what's going on. So that's the big carry uh, regular meetings. And then obviously we get together in person um, at Dayton and at uh, Orlando um, and try and have that month in person and, you know, put some eyeballs uh, on those faces that we've only, you know, talked to on the radio. Yeah. And the other, uh, the other kind of events coming up, of course, school club roundup, um, which is in October and February um, every year. So of course, college stations will participate in that. Uh, the other one is the um, North American collegiate championship, which runs with um, North American QSO party, uh, in January and February for phone and, and ready. So there's a collegiate aspect to that too. So there's events spread out throughout the year. And like Andy said, with the calls we do every month, we're kind of bridging things, keeping things going and trying to support the best we can in between everything. All right. Sounds like some good stuff. And yeah, school club roundup uh, is a little over a month away, believe it or not. So Look forward to hearing some schools on as as they can. Um, I'm not sure <laughs> if K9 SOUs are going to be on there for this this time. We'll see. Um, that'd be first in a very long time if we're not, but uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. 859-982-7373 is the phone number. We're going to finish things up here with uh, Tony and Andy. So. Uh, if you want to call in, now's the time to do it. Uh, we're going to wrap things up here pretty shortly. So give us a call, 859-982-7373, or uh, we've got at Live on Twitter and um, also um, the, the uh, comments on Spreaker where Troy W9KVR says, if we don't get shut down, we'll be there. So, so there you go. Yep. It's fun, Neil, uh, looking back at that, because that's how you, me, and Troy first met with School Club Roundup. Uh, that what, is true. Seven, eight years ago, something like that. Uh, it's uh, really amazing what the different, uh, you know, uh, events can uh, lead to. Some yeah, great friendships. I get, I get an email from you saying, hey, can we put a put an article together and, and Troy, and, and now here we are eight years later, and we're all still... Uh, working with school clubs. So um, it's been great. Uh, Troy's uh, stopped in um, over here. I, I haven't been over there yet. I, I need to do that. And, uh, of course, I uh, was able to visit you at the Disney station. Um, so, and, and you've got some, uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and mention it here since we've got some time. You've got some uh, exciting news for the Disney club station. Yeah, we're going to have a new beam uh, put up on the shack here uh, with lead times and, you know, contractors and all that. It looks like it'll be November, but yeah, pretty pumped about that. Um, but we are on the air right now. We got a vertical up uh, and it's uh, set up and working well. So I'll be working most likely the QSO party from uh, the Disney station uh, with uh, the Disney call sign, uh, having some fun doing that. And uh, my goal is uh, we have some new QSL cards this year and I want to work every, uh, you know, 
uh, every college club I can during the QSO party and send them one of the cool new Disney uh, QSL cards. As hopefully that'll be uh, you know a new student's uh, first contact or something, and they get a cool memento out of that. So uh, I'm looking forward to that for the QSO party. Now, are you going to wear your, wear your ears? Uh, I'd have to find where they are. I think they're actually in my office at work, and uh, we're uh, work from home unless absolutely necessary. So I'm not sure I can justify to my director that it's necessary that I go into the office to pick go them get, up for the QSO uh, party. Yeah, well, but yeah. I'll wear a Gator shirt, though. I'll make sure I oh. wear a Gator shirt just so you can, you know. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Troy says he uh, enjoyed his visit to the famed canine SOU shack. I, I'm not sure where it's famed, but, well, yeah. And uh, watch uh, Patrick uh, rack up the cues, yeah. And uh, Patrick's been uh, been working uh, quite a bit at SpaceX. He's been uh, running around trying to get some satellites going and some rockets up there and all that kind of good stuff, so... Those, yeah, those remi- were the days. Yeah, that reminds me, though, at the QSO party, satellite contacts are totally uh, allowed. You know, VHF and up is totally allowed for it. So if you, you know, if you don't have access to a big HF station, you can, you know, work the contest locally. Um, and, and there's uh, some uh, there's some bonus point kind of ideas similar. Some of them is kind of similar to field day in some ways. I encourage you to do some formal uh, message handling if you want and public operation type stuff um so yeah there's like you said not just a hf superstation you can you can get involved and earn points doing a lot of different things and you never know where those contacts go you know uh amateur radio has come up in job interviews for me and i know it's come up for tony so you know you never know the person you might be talking to on the radio might be uh, your next employer um, so for the students out there that might be listening, you know, it's, it's another reason to get on the air with the QSO party is, uh, you can build up your network. Yeah. Now, speaking of, uh, speaking of the satellites, Tony, what, uh, what grid square are we going to be uh, hearing you from on the collegiate QSO party? Yep. I'll be uh, echo Mike 28 here. So Kansas City area is where I'm at, and uh, I'm planning to be on. I should be on satellites and HF for that is what I'm thinking right now. All right. Sounds good. And Troy says maybe we need to collaborate on yet another uh, QST article. I think that'd be great. I'd be all (laughs) for that. That was fun last time. We should do it again. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Well, let's see. That was, uh, using simplex during school club roundup. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And working, yeah. uh, you know, alumni and those in the local community. And that's yeah. something we still do. We, we still do that Monday night after the local net, we go over to simplex and we take all the calls we can get. As long as we have an antenna, we couldn't do it last time because we didn't have an antenna because they took it down to put a new roof on. But, uh, normally we, we still do that after, uh, after that article. So that's, and I mean, that's a great, cool thing. uh, thing too, for the uh, collegiate QSO party. You know, if you want to email all the alumni in your community or like when I was at UF, we didn't 
you know, do amateur radio in a vacuum at UF. We had uh, the Gainesville Amateur Radio Society, which was a great, you know, local community group. And when we were on the air working something, we made sure we let them know. We'd send an email to their uh, secretary so it could get out and get announced at their meetings. And we get a whole bunch of, uh, you know, just community members, some, you know, alumni, some folks just big Gator fans and others just, you know, lived in Gainesville, wanted to connect with us. Um, and that's a, that's totally an acceptable way to get on the air with uh you know, the collegiate CUSO party, you know, and uh, if you are working the CUSO party and you talk to a school club, definitely spot them, you know, out there and, you know, help others to find them. I know the clubs would appreciate that because they'll appreciate the cues, but also it's kind of fun to see uh, your club call sign uh, scrolling through on like uh, dxsummit.fi or you know, any of the other spotting networks as you're browsing for the next uh, queue. Yeah, that's always uh, always good to see, and it always helps uh, bring in some pileups. So that's an uh, excellent, excellent idea. Okay, well, I think we are through all of the comments uh, tonight that have been typed in, and uh, phone lines are open, but uh, looks like everybody's typing tonight. So we're going to uh, close things down here for the night. So... Just a quick recap, guys, of, of the dates, the exchange, the website, all that uh, must-know information. And uh, now he's tweeting, Go Gators. <laughs> so remind us of all that need-to-know information, guys. Yep. So, again, it's, uh, it'll take place September 19th and 20th. Saturday, Sunday, um, collegiatecusoparty.com has all the information. And um, again, doesn't matter, you know, if you're, you don't have to be associated with a college club at all. Um, we're encouraging that, of course, but if you're just an individual or an alumni or faculty staff, whatever, um, definitely we want you to participate. And there's different classes for those different things, uh, those different groups of people. And uh, yeah, we hope to see you on the air. Yeah. And uh, logs are due. Um... You know, about 30 days after the event, uh, we make it nice and uh, flexible there. Um, and there are award plaques given out for uh, the top folks in each of the uh, categories. Um, so definitely a cool way to, uh, you know, get some recognition, uh, especially for some of these uh, clubs that maybe, you know, don't have the best station and aren't competitive in other uh, events. It's a cool way to get a plaque and sort of help motivate the club uh, move forward. So, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, Give us a shout if you're a student that doesn't have a club at your school. You can still participate as a school club um, and as a collegiate station. So, you know, check out the rules. There's lots of ways uh, to get involved with this. And and even if, like I said, you're not involved at all, you know, in nine days, if you're just browsing the airwaves and you hear some school clubs, give them a shout, you know, uh, and feel free to submit a log and just have some fun with it. Um, you know, the, the goal is to be fun and sort of uh, enjoy the hobby and promoted among some of our newest uh our newest members all right there you go collegiate cuso party collegiate cuso party.com and guys always great to talk to you thanks for coming back and hope to hear you on the air soon yeah looking forward to it i need to get you in the logbook i haven't gotten uh, uh rf contact from you in a little bit so we'll need to work on that yeah, I think, yep, it was, thanks, I think it was satellite. Yeah, it's been a while, though. We've done more yeah. uh, eyeball QSOs and voice QSOs than uh, <laughs> this is an RF. So, 
This is true. All right. And Tony, yes, thanks for, for being on. And, and we look forward to, uh, what was that, Echo Mike 23? 28. 28. Okay. Yep. And and you too far, too far south. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or, yeah. Something like that. I, yeah. That's why I use a map. Man, the Twitter war is beginning. The the Twitter war is beginning. Yes, it is. So. <laughs> oh, we got we got to get our we got to get our uh, collegiate rivalry uh, fired up here for for the collegiate QSO party. So. Um, if you're on Twitter, you, you can, you can check that out. So, all right, guys, we'll say seven, three. Thanks so much. And, uh, thanks for, for putting in all of the effort on this. Cause I know you, you all have spent a lot of time thinking this through and coming up, uh, with all the plans and, uh, John W four USF also says, thanks for your service to ham radio growth and especially among the younger hams. So, um, I echo that completely, and and thanks for being here to talk about it. Thanks for having us. Yeah. All right. That is a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to my guests, Andy Maluzzi, KK4LWR, and Tony Maluzzi, KD8RTT, and everyone out there in cyberspace for typing in tonight and invite you back next Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. And this is uh, hot off the press here. Uh, next week's topic, we're going to be talking about that new radio on the International Space Station. Um, so we'll be uh, we'll get all the details on that and i know that's a big thing right now and i'm chomping at the bit to try it out so uh we'll be talking about that next week so make sure you tune in for that and for a list of all coming all of our upcoming guests visit hamtalklive.com and if you like the show please leave us a review that helps other people find the show and find us a little faster um, so for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours.